night. It's podcast time. We're really excited this Wednesday. We've got a really cool special guest. It's Mitchell Bruce, and Mitchell has got music chops out the wazoo. He's the child of one of our favorite musicians, but he's got stuff of his own that he can that he can attest to and bands he's been in and places he's been around. I think he's even been on music videos. Uh, he's just returned home from Nashville after 13 years. Yeah. You played on the circuit up there a little bit. Yes, sir. Yes, I sure did. Yeah. yeah. And it was a great topic, and it was your choice. We yeah. sort of chopped it up a little bit, but we're doing top five punk rock songs. This is going to make for a great topic, a great playlist, uh, and a lot of people have been anticipating this one. Before we get into it, I want to thank our sponsor, Anchor, our unofficial sponsor, Svetka Vodka, Smokehouse Crackers, Busted Oak Bourbon Society, Main Channel Brewery, and just thank you guys for all your support. Uh, our management team, part of our management team was here earlier, Drew and Kirk, and we've got new logo designs coming your way that look really super retro and cool. We're going to have some merch made up. And uh, Percy, am I missing anything? I think you got it covered there. How about that? Man, this old damaged brain is working tonight. So we're going to get into this, but Mitchell, tell us a little bit about where you've been and what you've been doing. Oh, man. Uh, right now I'm living a – I've been all over the place. The last 13 – last about 12, 13 years I was in Nashville. Before that, uh, I lived in Atlanta. Um Probably, I don't know, I lived up there for about five years. Um, you know, been to Auburn, done some shit, like play with people down there. Uh, Nashville, basically, I've, my main acts up there, uh, me and Sydney Vines had a project. We played some live shows together. But Gibson Cage, super cool dude, uh, good friend of mine till this day. Uh, did some stuff with him. Uh, countless, you know, uh, I'm kind of like a drummer for hire, you know, have sticks, will travel. Yeah, you're thing. a hired guy. Yeah, I'm, you know, I I, I just like to, I, I played even mariachi gigs. Um, I like all types of music, and uh, I've done, God, so many events. Faceless Society, 12 Gauge Remedy, uh, Instant Zen, all kinds of stuff. Far Beyond Re- I Well, I was in a music video for them, but I played drums with Five uh, Gray Chamber, who is now Far Beyond Reason. But, uh, Far out. Yeah, and you did some, uh, you did a little work with Hidden Element too. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, no, I didn't do work. Well, we all played some yeah, yeah, similar oh, we, games. Um, yeah, coming up, uh, I played. We played. We used to switch up. You know, they'd open for us. We'd open for them. We're we're just good buddies with those guys. And uh, yeah, yeah, Very we, cool. yeah. We, we, well, we're glad to have you. I know that uh, when we finally hooked up, we we got all excited. We got you. We booked you instantly because we said, well, Mitchell will be a good one. Yeah, so thank, thank, and fun. thank you so much. Thank yeah, you so we're much. We're glad you're here, and this is a great topic. So, hey, are y'all ready to get into this? Hey, I'm ready. Yeah, All right, cool. we're gonna we're gonna put together some good punk rock choices for you. We hope we're gonna have some standards. I'm sure, yeah, and probably, probably some probably some off the wall stuff too. But it'll all go um, on the playlist uh, as soon as you know our production team gets to work on that. So. Percy, let's hear your honorable mentions. Before I want to get started, I want to talk about the first times that punk rock, the term punk rock was mentioned. In 1971, Greg Shaw, a writer for Rolling Stone, 
and this is really strange, but he used it to describe the guess who. He said they were good. That is so not fun. But he said they were good, not too imaginative, punk rock and roll. Mm. And the next one's even weirder. Dave Marsh, in 1971, for the at then time famous magazine Cream. Yeah. He used Great it. Great magazine. Yeah. To describe question marks and the Mysterians. Which they made a song called 96 Tears that was really popular. That's correct. And that's far from punk. Yeah, hey, I think uh, I've heard um, over the years a lot of people, like some of those punk purist guys, a lot of them say the MC5 is kind of considered punk. And, they, you know, they were a pretty wild band. Like, I, you know. I, I think they fall in the genre, but it all depends on who classifies the genre. Yeah, yeah. So, well. Teaser, they made my list. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And uh, it should be mentioned that the club CBGBs. Oh, definitely. definitely. Which well, originally was a biker bar and then a dive bar. Yeah. But then Hilly Crystal bought it in 1973. Hilly, not Billy. Billy. Yeah, Hilly did yeah, that. And it and eventually became a punk stronghold. Rest in peace to Hilly. He just yeah. died, I think, around 2006. I mean, that was... Where all the punk artists came to hang out. Yes. Max is Kansas City also. And, and yeah. CBGB's, if people don't know, originally stood for country, bluegrass, and blues. And it's strange that you mentioned Max is Kansas City, because that's where Waylon Jennings' agent sent him to play, was at Max is Kansas City. Wow. I know a lot of punk bands have played there. Hershey did his homework this week. He has. That was, that was impressive. Okay, enough of that. I like that. The honorable mentions. My first honorable mention, it's probably an obvious one, but it's Blitzkrieg Bop by the Ramones. <clears throat> Excellent choice. I'm glad it made the list. And actually, Blitzkrieging was a German World War II tactic. Absolutely it was. And they got the idea for the chant at the start of this from the Bay City Rollers on Saturday night. I remember when that song came out. As a, 13-year-old yeah. girls were going nuts. As a matter of fact, uh, Nirvana singer Kurt Cobain used to describe Nirvana's sound as uh, Black Sabbath who has been assaulted by the Bay City Rollers. So, <laughs> That's a great yeah, description. Yeah, I, was like, well, I thought it was pretty funny. That's a great description. <laughs> My second honorable mention is London Calling by The Clash. Oh, that's a great How can that be an honorable mention? And yeah, that's a great As long question. as it makes the list. Yeah, as long as it makes the list. They used to say during the World War, this is London Calling when they would broadcast in occupied countries. Absolutely. And that's where that term came from. My last honorable mention is Cherry Bomb by the Runaways. Oh, yeah. Joan Jett. Yeah. And Lita. And Lita, Lita for yes. yes. That and two badass yeah. women. Yeah. So that's, that's the last of my honorable Man, mentions. That, those were great choices. Those were. Those now, were. arguably, there's two of those that could be in a top five. So I'm sort of doing a fluid list tonight because I want to make sure that we've got a great playlist. So yeah. I'm glad those things made the list. All right, Mitch, you ready for your honorable mentions? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. let's do it. Honorable mention, um, I'm going to put uh, 
Well, it's, it's an early song. It's Nirvana, actually, uh, off the Bleach album. Uh, Negative Creep. Oh, wow. That is a... <laughs> That's punk. It is very punk, and it's actually the only... It's weird, because there's a little metal influence sprinkled in on that. Mm -hmm. uh, because uh, that's the only Nirvana song to feature double bass, actually. By Chad Channing. It was not Dave Grohl playing drums. That was their first album, you know, before, yeah, before, before Nevermind. When they were just a grungy punk band, really. Yeah. Grungy punk band, you know. But, um, yeah... Uh, we used to cover that in 12 Gauge Remedy and Faceless Negative Creek. And I always thought that was such a heavy, heavy lyric. Like the, the uh, riffs, lyrics, just. I like just, the choice. Yeah, heavy. I like the choice. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Um, second honorable mention, uh, I would have to say. I, it's hard for me. I, I haven't listened to this album in a long time, but I know it shaped me in the in my youth. Uh, because I used to have a cassette tape. All I got this cassette tape from a good friend of mine named Jeff Davis, who uh, known him my whole life. He's like a kind of like a second brother to me, but he introduced me to hardcore punk and uh, metal, extreme stuff. And uh, he had a Dag Nasty cassette. And uh, man, it's it's called the Can I Say album. And um, I don't know. I don't. I can't really remember. Is he can the butt nasty? He, he can. No, well, it's a band. But they're, uh, he, you know, they, they could have a relation. But, you know, butt nasty, dag nasty. But it's a, it's a great oh, album. I knew a person would like that. Shout out to Dave Chappelle. Um, let me see. Another honorable mention I would have to say. Uh, well, I got to give them a shout out, man. Uh, they didn't make my top five only because they were kind of manufactured. Anyway, the Sex Pistols, love them to death. I love the Sex Pistols, but they were, you know, they were manufactured in a way, kind of. You know? Sort of. But uh, I'd have to say Pretty Vacant, that's my favorite off. All right. Yeah. Well, I like the Pistols. I love the Pistols. Yeah. I just, you know, some the Sid, the guys. The Sid Vicious story is. Yeah. Oh, Sid Vicious. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. I, I love him. He, um, but he, you know, he wasn't in the original lineup. There was, you know, that I think they started to do their own thing after they got out of management, you know, out of that guy that formed them or whatever. You right. know, they got to put them together. They got to told them, but over time when they got Sid, they had blown up into. Well, I know he. They made the Queen mad. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They did. <laughs> All right. So that's your honorable mentions. Yeah, and you know what? I'm gonna have to say one more. One more. Okay. I'm gonna say, uh, and this is uh, I don't remember a lot of the song names, all this, but when I was about 12, I loved this album, Seven Seconds. Committed for Life EP. There's not many songs on it, but it's a great, you know, it's a great slab of punk rock, man. Fast and aggressive. And I can't wait to listen to it. It's cool. You'll it's it's going to be a great yeah. one. All right, so it's my honorable mentions, and this is tough for me, but I'm going to start before I get into my punk honorable mentions um, to talk about the Kinks. Yeah. The Kinks weren't really punk. But the Davies brothers started, I think they, they built the foundation for punk. So regardless, I am going to put them in honorable mentions. And I'm going to go with my favorite kink song, and that's Lola. Awesome. Absolutely love Lola. And the that, kinks were the, the start of punk. Yeah. If you yeah. want to ask my opinion, they were the start of garage bands and punk. Yeah. That's yeah. just yeah. my opinion. They're fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So now we'll go with my... Second honorable mention, Search and Destroy by the Stooges. Oh, uh, yeah. 
I love it. Iggy Pop, man. What are you giving me that look, poor person? You stole my thunder. I did it. Look, look. I did it. You stole some of mine. I can tell you a cool story about Iggy Pop. Well, it's not really cool. I mean, it destroyed my dad's gear and uh, monitors. But uh, my dad played a show with him. They opened, Warren played a show with Iggy and the Stooges. I I know for a fact he did. I don't know if it was just Iggy Pop. Yes. Well, check this out. He said he was a super nice guy. He was just kind of at the time out of his mind. He said that the first song, I think they might have opened, well, I don't know how. Yeah, they opened for them. And this was before they were kind of big. And uh, he said the first song Iggy got on stage, put his arms out like Jesus Christ, totally shirtless, high as all get out. And, um, well, he put the microphone in his mouth and screamed at the top of the lungs, blowing most of the vocal monitors. And uh, he said, <laughs> said it was a really interesting show. He said it is. Like, he was wild. weird. Yeah, he, he said he was a darn wild guy. contortionist as well. Well, he, he said during the day. Of and the he show. got in trouble for yeah. like uh, peeing on the audience once. <laughs> yeah, this guy was out he, of hand. Yeah, he said he was very polite. But though. this, the original track of that was mixed by David Bowie. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. David Boy was a fan. It's not the song I want to listen to is a David Boy mix. I'm going to go back and listen to Iggy's mix. Because Iggy made a mix, and he just it was just in your face. But David Boy was the original mixer on that song. I did not know that. And actually, uh-huh. if I'm not mistaken, he, he I think he covered that song later on. Um, I think he did. Yeah, I, I don't. I couldn't tell you what album, but I think he did. Well, there we go. My last honorable mention is by the Velvet, Velvet, not Velvet Jones. <laughs> Velvet Jones School of Technology. You know, he could teach you how to be a hoe. <laughs> but this is by the Velvet Underground, Sweet Jane. Yeah. It's, it doesn't really put off like the harsh no, but, punk, yeah. but it was the scene. They were a punk They band. were very, yeah. yeah. That's, that's Lou Reed yeah. leading the way. And, of course, then Lou had a great solo career, too. Yes. I think. I lo- hey, a Perfect Day by Lou Reed is one of my favorite. Yeah, yeah I, he, that's I like a very, Lou. It's a very comforting song. Yeah. But, um, but what you're talking about, that is, a, that is a, like, I kind of forgot about them. Man, I would have put them. That's a great, uh, and, and they're, you know, they had ties to a, uh, uh, you know the art, um, the artist. Uh, God, my mind's drawing a blank. I can tell you in a second. Uh, you know, oh, it's uh, Andy Warhol. Andy Warhol. You know, I mean, they're, they're Andy to him was alone. really in the whole Velvet oh, Underground yeah. scene and helped them so much. Very punk rock too. That guy, yeah. you know, he knew a lot of. That would have been a wild time to be twenty-one. Yes, it would. In that yeah. New York scene that they had going on. I don't know if yeah. I would have survived. Did you ever see that the movie The Doors where uh, there's a scene where Jim Morrison's all you know in the hotel and they're having a big LA bo- or a New York party and he and you wore all hands in a gold spray painted telephone and says, "Here, Jim, God's on the other line. He wants to talk to you." And he says, "Well, what has he said?" He goes, "He said something really cool, like you're dead or something." And he just, "No, I don't want to take the call." But yeah, that was a pretty weird, weird scene. Crazy. That would have <laughs> been a right. crazy time to be young. Yeah. And I only missed it by a few years. That's how old I am, Percy. So, all right, that's my honorable mentions. 
We're at number five. Percy, what's your number five? My number five is just you know, piggyback off what you said, but the song is We're Gonna Have a Real Good Time by the Velvet Underground. Mm. Oh, yeah. Awesome. And the first time I heard this song, I could hear musically, not lyrically, but musically, I could hear their influence on the Ramones. Right. That was the first thing that came to my mind when I heard this song. Right. So that's my number five. All right. Mitch, what's your number five? I think my number five, I picked a great band, uh, Poison Idea, uh, Fill the Darkness album. My favorite song on that track, or the, the album, is The Badge. Those guys, a lot of punk bands, you know, they put the three chords together, but Poison Idea can play, man. You know, they're so they're guitar solos and their stuff, but heavy is, man. They're they're probably one of my favorite punk bands ever. I, I'm going to have to check them out because I'm not really familiar with them. You so like they're very when cool. we get this playlist put together, y'all. This is going to be a fun one yeah. to listen to for yeah. sure. Okay, yeah. so it's my number five. I'm going Psycho Killer, Talking Heads. I love Talking Heads. I love the bass line in that. Love David Burns. I love you. Love Talking Heads. Uh, true punk band. They got a little. They got a little commercialized. Little wavy. I think a little yeah. new wavy sometimes. Yeah, they did a little punk. new wavy, but they were a punk band, and I just love Psycho Killer. It sort of gets you in the mood yeah. to be a Psycho yeah. Killer. This is great. All right, we're getting down to it. Percy, what you got for number four? My number four is One Way or Another by Blondie. Great. That, choice yeah. and she was seminal on the punk scene and she actually wrote that song about somebody that was stalking her that was what that was wrote about well I'm sure Debbie Harry got stalked a lot yeah she was she was a lovely lady back yeah then. I mean that was like a supermodel singing punk, punk rock, back yeah. then and, and she, she was, actually had to move because of that stalker she wow she moved okay well it's a great choice Mitch, what you got for four? Uh, this is a, this is a. Mitch two. can actually look in the floor at his notes, and he doesn't need glasses. <laughs> I probably do. I just haven't been to the eye doctor in a while. Okay. I, you know, I probably do actually. But I had a two-way tie with this one. Okay. Um, Share it. Well, man, uh, a lot of people is he's controversial in punk, um, but man, he he left a legacy that we're still talking about. G.G. Allen. And his cover of Carmelita is pretty punk rock. <laughs> is it the Warren Zevon Carmelita? Yes, but he he adds his special flavor in it. Well, I gotta check that out because I freaking love Zevon, and Carmelita is one of my favorite songs ever. Yeah, by Zevon. well, so I gotta hear the punk. Yeah, well, Gigi was controversial because of his shows, and he would uh, he would roll in his own feces. And most of them got shut down. Most of them didn't get the Oh, best I'm sure. That, was that's a quick way to get, very get your concert canceled. Yeah. <laughs> but that's a two, it's a tie with Fear. Um, Fear, the album. The I can't pick a track on it. The whole thing. You, you play, that's one of those, you know, you play that from start to finish. Yeah, we'll, we'll pick a song off of it, but uh, God, we can pick any song off of it. Fear, it's a good one. Yeah. Uh, All you right. know, John Belushi was a big fan of them. Brought them on Saturday Night Live. They never got to air it. Or they aired it once when they were It scares off. me to think that Belushi was listening to punk rock. And Black Flag. He's a big fan. He's I have, a big I, And, oh, uh, also, um, big guy, uh, John Goodman. Yeah. I, I have a picture on my Instagram of John Goodman in a Black Flag t-shirt. 
Did Black Flag make anyone's list? And that just yes, like, they okay, did. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. that's all we need to know. It <laughs> yeah. had to get there. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so my number four, and I've already mentioned his name, but this is his solo deal, it's Walk on the Wild Side, Lou Reed. Ah, uh, yeah. So it's a famous song, it's a great song. Lou is punk, I don't care. This is sort yes. of a, a commercialized song, but it's famous, it's great. And, and it's um, subject matter. It's, yes, it's, it's, it's subject matter. It's Absolutely. Drive, yeah. So that's number four for me. I had to get Lou in there. Yeah. R.I.P. For all right, this nitty gritty uh, time versus top uh, three. Number three for me has been previously mentioned, but it's "Kick Out the Jams" by MC Five. Lovely. Yeah, yeah, there you go, man. Yeah. That was the live version of that was recorded at Detroit's Grand Ballroom. And that phrase came from people playing before them, and they would tell them to kick out the jams, and that meant to quit jamming. Oh. And they just started saying that, and it kind of took hold. And I thought that was the first use, because at the first of it, he uses the F-bomb. Shame, shame, shame. Uh Because he says, (laughs) if I may, at the first of the song, he says, kick out the jams motherfuckers and I thought that was the first use but the first use of the F-bomb was in 1938 what? and a song? a song called Old Man Moses (laughs) by Eddie Duncan and his orchestra with Patricia Norman singing on the song does he sleep with a top five note I don't know. You got your facts in order, and I'm I'm impressed. That's very that's did your homework on that. So that's my number three. He's on that guy. Whoever that guy is, is punk rock himself. Or so I didn't think you could say that in 1938 on a song. I didn't think they played. Yeah, 39. Yeah, 39. Did you say 39? It was 38 when that was. Yeah, that's a. I was afraid you were going to say many of the moochers. And I listen to that song, and it does. She that's she drops the f bomb. It's like Ronnie Van Zant and those damn donuts. Because I always thought that. God damn, you eat my donuts. Didn't kick out the gems. It's the first time of the F-bomb, but it's it's not. Yeah, that's wild. That's an interesting out. story. So we're talking punk here, folks. There's going to be some language drop. It's yeah, all good. yeah. You're yeah. lucky we're behaving. Yeah, yeah. Mitchell's being a good boy, too. It's great. Yeah, good man. Yeah. Good young I'm man. So where are we at? We're at number three, Mitch. Okay, uh, my pick for number three is Dev. You can't, I, I mean, I love this band. They, like, influence me huge Ian McKay you know I love him uh, and my wife actually met his dad once said she, he was a very nice polite dude and uh, she actually went to the old Discord Records house and um, I don't know just talked to him she was in DC and uh, she knows I'm a big punk fan and she went over there I told her to check it out she did but uh, didn't, he wasn't ever his dad was he said uh, he'd moved away and, but he, they still use it as an office but um I don't know, um, you know, they're straight edge, that first album, I don't know, the whole thing start to finish, but the song Minor Threat, just because it's a message, you know, they're straight edge, those guys were like anti-drugs, anti-alcohol, you know, they started that kind of, you know. What's wrong with them? No, well, they just, uh, they, they they felt that rock, I think they felt that rock had become they got their high in their, They got their high in their music. Uh, yeah, they are energetic, hard, I mean, these guys, one of the best punk bands. This period. was such a great... 
choice of a uh, top five for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, did, I, I, I did my research. I was, but it, it was so hard for me. Like, there's a, man, there's so many good bands. Well, when you're talking about top five, that's really hard. Yeah, to narrow that's what I mean. Down. To narrow down. I Percy like, goes without sleep for like 72 hours. Uh, taking hey, stuff yeah. up. He, and uh, we didn't come up with our topic until like this last weekend. We weren't sure what yeah, we, yeah, we, we were to do. About we it. we, just we were like, just, you know, I was out chilling at the Blackstone and called you and said, we need to do it. We need to do yeah, it. Yeah, and yeah. you threw some at me. You th- came up on punk. It was like, You're bingo. Like, it. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, I Born in 65. I grew up in this punk era. So anyway, okay. My, my number three is Blister in the Sun by Violent Thems. Another great man. Love them too. I love the Violent Thems. I felt like they needed to be repped on this list somewhere. That, yeah. And that's a great song. Yeah. So, definitely. yeah. All right, Purse, what you got? My number two, My Thunder has already been stolen. I love when I do No, I know, I know you get a kick out of that, but it's Search and Destroy. But it, it's solid. Yeah, that's that, a great, that's great song. Just a solid song. It's in your face. Well, and that's the thing about punk. It's in your face yeah. with double birds. It is. And a lot of my, and you were worried about my punk background on this stuff, but a lot of my punk background has came from the generation that I am and the Guitar Hero games. Oh, yeah. There was a when lot you of, told me that, I was yeah. like, really? There was a lot of punk yeah. that was in those games. Mm-hmm. So that's my second. All right. That's cool. Mitch, what's number two? I'm going to have to do it, man. Uh, number two is a hugely influential band that I love very much. It's another one. Their whole first album is great. The Germs, man. Darby Crash. <laughs> the Germs, dude, of course. Uh, it's a punk band. You know, great lyricist. That dude was way ahead of his time. Uh, the song I picked off that particular album, The Germs, self-titled, is Lexicon Devil. Um, great track. Darby he committed suicide the same day as John Lennon. So oh, wow. He's he's very esteemed in the punk, you know, scene. But not a lot of people, you know, there's been documentaries on him, but he doesn't get a lot of mention, I think, because Lennon just overshadowed his death in a way. You know? Oh, absolutely. But he planned it. It was a weird, that guy was, he was strange. Darby was a kind of like a weird genius. Well, I'm just going to say, I mean, yeah. the, the, the punk rock artists, I mean, they are yeah. weird genius. Yeah, he, he, uh, you know, there's, there's a different little click in there somewhere, but and, they and put they, out some great music. The Germs, and also, you know, Pat Smear, their guitar player, later I on. I love Pat Smear. Yeah, he went, went to Nirvana. Nirvana, and yeah. now he's with the Foo Fighters. Yeah. One of my favorite bands, and Pat Smear, that can't it. be his real name. No, no, I don't think it is, but that's a I great, that's a great punk I hope name. not, because that's a major parental bad yeah, move. Yeah, yeah. So, but Pat's awesome, and I remember the first time I saw him was on Nirvana's MTV Unplugged. I'm like, oh, yeah. who's this guy with the red, white, and blue guitar back there yeah. helping out Nirvana? No, it's Pat Smear. Pat Smear, man. And then, you know, Dave Grohl loves him. If Dave Grohl loves you... Yes, thumbs they up they, they say book. that Pat Smear on that last tour held that band together. He was yeah. like a mediator. He said that Dave Grohl and Kurt weren't talking. Chris, they yeah, all that you know, bad. They just had a bad last tour. Huh? Mm-hmm. He, you know, Pat was pretty much the one that kept them together. So people got those last round shows. Like, He's Pat's a cool a guy. He cool is. guy. All right. Well, my number two is Longview Green Day. Uh, yeah, yeah. Green Day had to make this list. Yeah. To me. When Green Day hit the scene, they brought punk back. back. I agree. They brought it back. Billy Joe Armstrong, Trey, 
uh, I mean, that's what that's a great drummer right there. Yeah, I, I was that guy's out of, when out of hand, out, and yeah. I, it blew me away. When I heard Longview, so, you know, I heard anything. I was like, yeah. So there were several I could have choose from Green Day, but Longview, man, that's Green Day to me great. at its best. Great. All right. Okay. Before we get to number one, James Brown's been working hard over here, making ice for us. Hardest working ice machine in so show business. We're extending our um, contest on naming the mixer. We need some, a few more choices. Caleb, we need shout a little out more you. creativity. Yeah. <laughs> want to shout out to Caleb. Want to shout out to Wayne. Want to shout out to the whole management team out there. Um, appreciate everybody that's helping us. Good stuff coming up. And again, want to thank our sponsors. Mitch, want to thank you for coming. Hey, I hope you've been you. having a good time. Blast, man. This This is a good time to do it. So we're going to end up. Percy, what's your number one? My number one is what I consider the the beginning of it all. And it's You Really Got Me by the Kinks. Oh, yeah. Kinks, great. Yeah. That, and they consider that a love song for kids. But the story was, and it was told two different ways by Ray and Dave both, but Dave Davies, how he got that distortion, I call it over-distortion, out of his amp. It's, there was a slit in the cone of the speaker of his amp. And that's how he got that super distortion wow. from that. And there's a nobody really knows how it happened. Dave tells one thing and Ray tells another. But eventually that, that's how it happened, how he got that super distortion out of that. And I will tell you, the, the kinks to me are the Better than the Beatles. I'm sorry. I'm going to get probably some death threats over that. But those guys led the charge in so many areas. It's, yeah. it's great lyrics. I wish the brothers could have sort of not. They, just, they couldn't get along. They couldn't get yeah. along. But they laid down a, an anthology of music yeah. that led to a lot of things. Yeah. And... Um, Great choice. I'm glad that's on the list. I'm glad the kinks have been repped on this list. But it's yeah. crazy how that just that super distortion that they have in, yeah. in their songs. I mean, I mean, it's it, it's it's unmistakable. I, I mean, call it over distortion. Yeah, it's basically yeah. what it is. Yeah. All right, Mitch. I I can't wait to hear yeah, this one. Yeah, man. I had to, dude. Look, this band right here. I had to pick them just because. I mean. They, they just set the tone, man. Like, uh, for you know, pretty much, it's punk. But those guys uh, birth hardcore to me also, and uh, that's gonna be Black Flag. My favorite. Yeah. I have uh, like my favorite, but uh, it's a tie between Damage and My War uh, for albums. Um, and I'll be straight up like Pure Aggression, Henry Rollins at a hundred. That album is crazy. And I think the song, it's its a tie on that. The song, you know, I like Gimme, Gimme, Gimme. I think that's on that one. And I, like, I know Six Pack, definitely. I know that's on there. And that's a fun punk song. Like That, that shows they're kind of less. That's the most fun Black Flag song ever, I think. You know, it just shows a different side of them. But the whole album. Like, I, I did, it's hard for me to pick on, especially Black Flag. Like, My War, their second album, is great. Too. If you had to pick one on the spot. 
Mm, let's see. Uh, probably. Uh, let's see. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Gimme, gimme, gimme. There we go. All right. How are we doing on time first? We're doing good. We're doing good. Percy also uh, doubles as our studio engineer and our social media manager. Um, anyway, he's doing a good job. Y'all give him a shout out every now and then. <laughs> so, all right, we're winding up with mine. It's got to make the list. It's Anarchy in the UK, Sex Pistols, number one punk song to yeah. me ever. I love the Pistols. They were in your face. Yeah. I mean, they made the Queen mad with God Save the Queen. They that were, almost huh? made, the, yeah. made the list, but... That's that's our that's our list tonight, folks. I want to give a shout out to everyone, everyone's loved ones out there. This has been a good time. I want to shout out the Big Steve and Ray Ray. I don't know who those people are, but Dave Chappelle said it once. Okay. So tell my wife I love her, and we all good boys. Yeah, I'm gonna give a shout out, I'm honorable mention shout out. Uh, uh, my homegirl Taryn Mack out of NYC. Man, she influenced me in a lot of this punk. She taught me a lot of. She taught me a lot about punk bands. She is the. She is punk rock. A uh, good friend of mine. Shout out to uh, Jeff Davis who got me into punk rock as a kid. Shout out to Pops, of course, because you know. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. Shout out to and, Bubba. Uh, hey Bubba. Yeah. Hey Pop. Hope, hope you're listening to this, huh? Well, <laughs> we're we're happy to have you. We'll have you back, and all I have to say is. Bye-bye.